Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the weekly 93.20 Friday show where we look backwards, forwards, sideways and anything that takes our fancy after another action-packed week at Manchester City and elsewhere, of course. I'm delighted to be joined by the big hitter himself, uh, the Athletics' Sam Lee. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. Uh, Yeah, I'm alright, thanks. I'm alright. Busy week. Uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah, kind of. L- a late week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Went went to an event the other night. You know, um, Paul and Lou's book, Pep City. Went to an event inside that Ardwick pub. At City. Oh Hope right. And, oh, yeah. I've um, seen the... Had a, a couple of drinks, and Pep was supposed to be going, but he didn't. He didn't go in the end, yeah. which was a shame. Um, but his, you know, Arteta and the coaches and that were there, so that yeah. was all right. Nice. A couple, a couple of free beers and Spanish omelette and ham, and then. <laughs> Went off into the night, so that was does all right. It, can you be honest about what? Does it feel like a real pub in there, or is it? Yeah, it genuinely does. Like, it genuinely does. I mean, it, it's. I mean, having reevaluated what you actually get for the money, it is fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like you know, if if you if you wanted to go for like a stag do thing or a mate's birthday or something, then maybe be like, yeah, okay, you know, instead of going to Prague or whatever, um, and make a day of it. <laughs> But to be honest, Sam. Like considering the stuff isn't invi- involved. Yeah, I know. I know. There's not a lot of city fans who would, but uh, you know, there's a certain hospitality type, isn't there? And you know, they might they might be a bit of a yeah, crossover. I'll there. be honest. Having been to Prague, I think that might just win out over. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But you know, yeah. I know. Stag dudes are pain in the ass, though, aren't they? You got to well, do all sorts. Exactly. Of things. Yeah. I mean, a lot would prefer not to go too far to be honest so yeah it, it is an option so how, but anyway yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it, it does feel like a pub to go back to the original so question. how does it work does it come with a is it part of a season because I saw it and I thought well I'm never going to go in it it's not in my part of the ground and I kind <laughs> of uh, went well whatever it's it's not it's another thing in the ground that I don't have a problem with but it's not for me because I'll probably never go anywhere yeah, near yeah. it so is it is it part um, of a season I think they said yeah. the season tickets no I think they said the season ticket is for that is two grand Oh, just to go in, so it's separate to any. Yeah, well, for that, I think for that, and then the match ticket that's associated with that is two Oof. grand. Right. So yeah, you could. I mean, how how much are the most expensive season tickets at the moment? I don't know. Eight hundred, yeah. nine hundred. Have I made, well, a bit more, have I made yeah. that up? Well, I'd expect a, a few free um, at that price, to be honest. So. Yeah, well, but that well, yeah, you ain't going to get that either. <laughs> so. That that was put on by friends of Lou and Paul. Oh, so. right. Well connected as well, ever. Well, if, if you've got the money, fair enough. Uh, well, I've got an yeah. opening question, and it simply says, "Any gossip, Sam?" So, is there anything you've heard uh, from the club recently that you'd like to share with us? Pep's length of stay, players we may be linked with, or anything that's, or is it all quiet on the uh, city front at the moment? It's not all quiet on the city front, but it's all quiet as well. Not it's ma- it's mainly quiet as far as I'm. As far as I know, well, the thing is, and this isn't necessarily well, it's not what people are going to want to hear, and you know, it's not necessarily true. Um, but in terms of gossip and 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 yeah, what have you heard? You know, just I was kind of I was I was going to ask Guardiola those questions last week about you know people are saying you're ready to knock it on the head after you know basically after just losing to Liverpool. Um, you know, is that the reflection? And then obviously he came out and said, you know, if people think I'm going to leave because of whatever. And then they don't know me and you know I want to stay and I want to stay you know I'd like to stay longer and all this kind of stuff but then you know a few well not a few a couple of people have messaged me afterwards saying he's definitely leaving at the end of the season it's like oh. 
but it's that's not like the th- that hasn't like reached the threshold to be like okay that's definitely going to happen but it has kind of planted the seed of okay maybe let's let's not plan too far ahead um and then i'm i'm starting to think now let's see how far Arteta to Arsenal or Arteta to Everton goes because if that's just a non-starter you might think oh maybe he knows what's happening and obviously why would you go to one of them when you could be city manager in six months um, but like I say it's it's by no means yeah. assured it's by well, no people means have told you um, this so they would you call them reliable sources uh, well one of them's just a mate who I know and then he messaged me after I wrote the article yeah. saying yeah it's um, you know he's 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 feeling happier and you know he's going to stay and you know th- th- part of that article was you know information that he is he is fine you know the the idea that he's it's all kind of caving in is massively overblown and all that kind of stuff um, but then he he just messaged me and said he's definitely leaving I was like all right mate and because he he told me he told me last summer you know City started was signing a player and I was like they're definitely not signing him mate and he was insistent and I was like they're not signing him mate and they didn't um, but then I was I'll. That that was it. I replied saying, "Oh, that'll make this player reconsider his city future." You know, kind of like the old disco <laughs> jokes. Um, and he was like, "No, it's not from it's not from that one. It's from two. It's from two people." Anyway, I mean, yeah. He, he said he got told it once in Milan and then once at the Liverpool game by two different people. But it's one of those like you know, it's kind of it's a bit Chinese yeah, whispering. I find that hard to believe because would you agree? And yeah, obviously I don't have any inside track whatsoever. Would you agree that it's entirely plausible that? Pep himself has given it very little thought and would not make a decision like that at this stage of the season anyway uh, I mean it is plausible um, I mean there's a few other rumours about why the home situation isn't so good Yeah. and do you think maybe it's that you know maybe maybe it's like okay we agreed we were going to be in Manchester for three years, four years, or whatever. Certainly not five, and you know maybe there there might be something else. But but like, like, like I suppose you can't always take what managers say as the truth. But he was, you know, I don't know. He was more he was more happy and forthcoming and opening last open last week in the press conference than ever. Well, than he was in recent weeks before he'd started talking about his future and that kind of thing, and maybe refreshed after the international break or whatever. Um, but it's just one. It's just one of those ongoing things. But I mean, at the moment, I, I'd probably say, stick with what he stick stick with what he said publicly, um, and certainly in terms of seeing out his contract. Because again, you know, the other side of it is, I'm going to call for my editor, Christ. Uh, I have to ignore that. Um, the other side of it is, um, a lot of players. You know, the players who signed in the summer, you know, Sterling, and that they were, you know, they were under the impression he's going to see out his contract. So that's another that's another big part of it as well. Uh. Yeah, we, t- we tend to forget sometimes, don't we, that decisions like this and they have nothing to do with football whatsoever. You know, these people have lives outside, and of course, obviously his wife went back to Barcelona, did she not, to to deal with her own yeah, business? Yeah. You know, children, and one, I think one of the sons went as well. It's just it's not as simple as how happy is he with his job at City. You know, there's a lot more going on in all of our lives that uh, it's never that simple, and who knows what the situation would be six months down the line anyway. Uh, I know they discussed with Aiton on previous pods. Just final question on this, we'll move on. Because, as I say, I wouldn't want to spend too long on this because we don't really know, do we? And it's uh, it is speculation and rumour. Uh, I prefer to you know, concentrate on concrete stu- stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Aiton, I think Aiton, you know, 
put forward the, the theory that if he that City would not allow him to just run down his contract because it, it's kind of a difficult situation when you've got a manager in place that you know he's leaving at the end of the next season. Does that sound plausible, or do you, well, could you possibly envisage City getting rid of him next summer because he didn't extend his contract? It sounds very far fetched to me. No, I can't. I can't see yeah. that happening. I think City would want to keep him for as yeah. long as possible. And like you know, obviously, I wrote last week about the chance, the chance. Well, not the chances of the need to. If he if he is to say, then you know, he needs to refresh the squad. But you know, part of that again was the squad needs refreshing anyway. Like naturally, yeah. well, like with David Silva going and sent, like two centre backs being needed, and you know, maybe Sane going. A lot of that is necessary anyway. So I'm sure City would be looking at that anyway. Um, and yeah, City would keep him for as long as possible. And why wouldn't you? Like, you only like, how long are you going to keep him for? Like a maximum of well, six no, years. The theory is that uh, and you don't. You know, when players know that their manager's going, so if they knew next season that this was his last season, that you don't quite get yeah. the intensity there. Yeah, well, that's kind of and like when you look at the way he he came. Obviously, Manuel Pellegrini signed that new contract in the yeah. in the August just to kind of put a yeah. stop to that. And then yeah, it got to it got to a point where. They couldn't conceal it any longer. Uh, on the playing side, have you heard much, or do you think City are going to be active no. in January or wait to the summer? Honestly, I don't know. I'm sorry, no. I don't know yet. Um, I wish. I'd, it's, it's thing is, it's it's close enough. I should be able to know. Um, I'll make a, a bigger push. I was hoping to to get some little tidbits at this thing on on Wednesday night, but uh, well, I mean that was that was kind of an optimistic hope. <laughs> and and yeah, that's that's how. It, came to be the case obviously there's been a few reports overnight from Argentina about um, Nico De La Cruz yeah. at River and the person I retweeted she sent me a whatsapp before I was going to bed saying this is my information and this is where it's come from and this kind of thing um, but it's a CFG thing I think right. Pep seems to have got involved but presumably that's just to kind of help out you know so you get an asset who's potentially going to be worth some money to someone someday potentially in the first team one day but it's very rare that these CFG signings actually yeah. do um, but obviously that yeah that's I mean that's something but obviously it's not what people want to hear because um, people want first team reinforcements and you'd probably say first team reinforcements are needed but yeah I'll, to be fair I, I did a, I did a bit of asking around at the weekend for the article about refresh because like, if obviously if you get some names in there then it's, it's a much yeah. better piece um, but there, nothing doing so far I can't work out um, well the last thing I heard was well after Anfield I was told They'll sign somebody in centre back to to keep Pep happy because obviously he was, he was pissed off about Maguire yeah. in the summer. But then he, but then he went and had a, a chat with the people who who make those decisions, and, and he came back saying, "Oh no, the message is they won't sign for the sake of it." But then he just got to think, "Is that the? Because they always say that, and it's like, is that the official view, or is it? Is it actually you know what City do? And to be fair, that is City normally how they do their business, yeah. isn't it? They're, they're not they're not going to sign a centre back who might you know add a body who's a six out of ten or seven out of ten. They're not going to do that in January if they think they could get a, a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten in in the summer. So yeah. they'll have they'll have made decisions by now, but obviously they're under lock and key. And I'll, I'll have a I'll have a look around. Have you found their the current city? Yeah, the, the setup. Are they one of one of the tightest uh, clubs you've ever found to get information out of. Do they are they very good at keeping who they're interested in under lock and key, or is it more a case of they'll tell you and you know they'll tell you when it's in their interest to, or do they, they know different uh, to any other club in that respect? 
I think it is difficult. It it is it is difficult to get out of it. I mean, I, I was always lucky in the sense that, in certainly in terms of the summer twenty seventeen, I was able to find out kind of almost exactly what was going on. Not ev not everything, but fuck a lot. Um, and then I think after that, the, the thing is, then you know the the person then giving out that information maybe thinks or maybe gets told it's like that. You know that that is too much to be given away. Um, and then it's. And then it, yeah, but I mean, to be fair, it, by April time, you, you always get a fair idea of what they're going to do. Um, but Dece- December's different for whatever reason, and yeah, it, it is because everything is kind of kept close to the chest. And you know, even in you know board meetings with all the higher up staff, the senior leadership team, as it's called, they don't they don't even use names in those meetings. So like the the opportunities for it to leak out um, are pretty slim, Not to even be honest. Code names for- they just call, they just say like the six or the four or whatever you know the the position the position the basically just spoke to the uh, the eagle that would be much more entertaining than it. <laughs> <laughs> if they all got to choose their own code names yeah. it would tell you a lot about them I that think. Would... So, uh, one final question yeah, which would is do. very speculative I think I know the answer to and you well I'll say the answer to I don't think any of us could be sure about this Jaden Sancho I think is is almost certainly leaving. Uh, Bruce Dortmund could you ever envisage yeah, looks like him or City you know either party being interested in you know him coming back part of me thinks again? yeah I only think of this because Sane uh, yeah, we think should leave not should leave yeah. uh, is but more, more than 50% chance of leaving City let's be honest so obviously going to buy yeah, a wide player uh, is it feasible at all to even put Sancho into the discussion or is he done with City for the foreseeable future. I've always suspected that he would, you know, that that'll be it. The way he left, and for both for both parties, they'd be like, nah. Um, but I couldn't say that for sure at the moment. Part of me thinks, yeah, like you say, with Sane going, it makes complete sense. And he, but obviously, they'd, they'd probably be wanting to move out Sane straight away. Whereas in, for Bayern now, it's probably more in their interest to wait yeah. until the summer. Um, yeah, but yeah, just get as much money as possible if if he if he is going to go, and then you could you know theoretically put it into Sancho. Um, but I don't know, like the way the way he left City was obviously quite disruptive. Um, you know, it's, it all snowballed a bit. You know, I've I've never really laid too much blame at, at anyone's door yeah. for that. But it 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 just snowballed. But you know, he did stop coming to training. You know, he went back to London and that kind of thing, kind of forced his way out. Obviously, there's a bit of. There's there's a bit of that going on at Dortmund at the moment. You can tell by the stories coming out, um, you yeah. know how he feels, marginalised or whatever. You know, obviously that's his version, and you know the 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 clubs. Well, not so much the clubs' version, but you know there's stories coming out saying he's late to all these meetings at various different times. You know, not just a one-off. And you think, just thinking how practically City think about all these transfers, and you, you know the, the what they you know they do do a lot of work, like like a lot of clubs do. On, um, you know, whether whether they're a good character, yeah. whether they're going to fit into the changing room, and you just think it, there's a lot of red flags there. Like you don't you don't need to dig particularly deep to to think that might be a problem. Obviously, you need to dig deep to find out if it's true or not, find out exactly what's going on. So I'm I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking on one hand it makes sense. Obviously, it would be a bit like you'd, you'd be paying 150 million for someone you would let go. It'd be like the United Parkma situation. Um, but if he's that if he's that good, then do it. But yeah, it's just the attitude thing or the, the supposed attitude thing that I'm thinking. Or City might might not. Well, yeah, especially um, well, onto his 
working his way out of his third club by the age of twenty is yeah. uh, quite an achievement. Yeah. I suppose the other I suppose the other thing is um the obviously they're very confident they're not gonna get anything with financial fair play yeah. in terms of the Champions League ban. But I suppose the other thing with December uh, January buys is because you know I think they can't you know they didn't spend so much in the summer like they didn't push the boat out on Maguire because they were under the investigation and didn't want to be like, taking the piss really and you wonder if they're going to wait and want to get that out of the way for sure wait for it to be 100% confirmed before they decide how much money they can or will spend in, in January uh, maybe that's part of it um, the only other thing is with the with the transfer not the transfer ban the Champions League ban they're thinking there was one possibility mooted where they were like and I didn't actually write the story but I'd I'd have put this in as kind of extra info because um, it, it was Matt who wrote it in terms of the wording um, one of the possibilities they were was like oh maybe we'll maybe we'll get a ban but um, it'll be a, a like a show thing and they'll fight it and then it'll, they'll win and UEFA won't push it that much in terms of the appeal um, and then UEFA can be like well we did what we could but you know the court overturned it and then you know everyone's happy then so that's an in, that's an interesting theory to keep an eye out for. But they did say it it would be rare that City would even get the ban in the first place. They just think they won't get. So the you ban, was, so you've not heard. You're as confident as ever that your original story will stand up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you think uh, having a high the investment of this week and uh, the high ranking of UEFA official that came to the Chelsea game last week is any of that tied into the knowledge that they won't get a ban, or are they just separate things? Do you think? Oh, it's definitely interesting that he's there. Um, I don't know, some kind of negotiation. But you know, you can't think it can't it can it can't be that murky because you you know you wouldn't you just wouldn't be there on like for an official guest of the club. You know, for that kind of thing. You know, the the kind of negotiations that went on last time, according to the yeah. emails, which you know by all accounts is is normal with these things. You know the negotiation between you know the head of UEFA and the head of City. You know, and then the negotiating the punishment. You know, obviously that happens kind of. It's normal, but you know it happens more over email and that kind of thing rather than oh he's going to turn up at City because you know if UEFA are going to be worried about how they look if this you know if they if City don't get a, a ban from the Champions League. So I don't know. It's, it's a, so it's in, in that sense it's a bit of a weird one because people would be like oh well they didn't get a ban and look the head of UEFA was there two weeks before the verdict was out or whatever. So. Mm. Weird. Yeah, right, let's move on anyway. Uh, yeah. Let's look back first. Uh, obviously, you've not been on uh, podcast this week, so I'm just wondering your thoughts on the two performances against Chelsea and Shakhtar. How do you assess them? Uh, a hard-fought victory and a job done, or do you still think this is a team with many problems? Uh, a bit of both. The Chelsea game was weird. I mean, the Shakhtar game wasn't very good. And the thing I think about the Shakhtar game, like, obviously, you're, you're allowed to have one-offs yeah. or whatever. But City generally don't. And like those games, you know, fans are kind of ambivalent towards the group stages of the Champions League, at least in terms of like, you know, the draws are boring. Everyone knows yeah. the draws are boring. You know, they're not, they're not big games. It's extra money, blah, blah, blah. We, we all know. But, you know, at least normally if you go to those games, you know, City might score five or six. No, when City, was it was it last season? Yeah, six, yeah it yeah. was last season. City beat Shakhtar six 0 Like Jesus had a weird performance, but still scored a hat trick. And like you go into those games thinking, oh yeah, that's what it'll be like. And you know, change a few players around, but 
it's still going to be it's still going to be a convincing win or you know a win um, so yeah so that was a bit weird but it was the Chelsea one that confused me because you you do genuinely have to give them credit for getting a win because Chelsea were really good and City didn't play yeah. particularly well and normally when City aren't playing particularly well and things aren't working it just goes to pieces um, so they genuinely do deserve credit for that and, it's, and look people go oh well they had less possession but how often do people say they've no plan B yeah. you know City had the least possession of well you know it was a Guardiola record wasn't it you know there was the least possession of a Guardiola team in a, in a, in a league game but still yeah. won oh, so in that sense nothing, in yeah. that sense it's good yeah exactly that's what um, oh I thought it was I thought it said top flight so I kind of assumed uh, it was a league right. thing um, but yeah quite quite possibly to be fair um, so yeah there's that but then on the other side of it, I mean it wasn't it wasn't a good performance and there was a lot of people who did play well and it was the same the other night and it was just you know it was, the other night it was slower and more prosaic and you know that City were offering up good chances to Shakhtar you know Shakhtar could have gone 1-0 up um, yeah I, I, and I don't know what's going on because there's so many people at the moment you could say aren't aren't playing not even as well but just aren't playing as well as last year and you think that can't be a coincidence so is it is it a tactical thing you know because the, the good thing about City is the tactics and the system and the instructions and everything that's you know the difference between having a you know a team with some good players in it and getting 100 points and the 98 points and winning every trophy available is you know that level of coaching which gets the best out of the players you know they've, they've taken quality players and made them even better but at the moment I'm thinking you know if the, the system's not quite working and those players aren't um, they're not looking as good as, as they can do so I, I think it's a midfield thing but I, I don't know I'm, like, I'm searching for answers the same as anyone else but I'm thinking the, the same as anyone else you know the, the, the two deep midfielders isn't really working yeah. I don't, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that helps um, and it's not just a Rodri thing because you know against Atalanta it didn't really work it didn't really look it didn't look great with was it Gundogan and De Bruyne then and Bernardo were silver ahead of them as a number 10 um, but then I just think if you, the one's deep obviously, the one is deep obviously they do get forward but it's not they're not in that same position so that the other night they're not in the same advanced position so normally you know I tweeted it during the, the Chelsea game you know when the ball goes into David Silva's feet Sterling starts running because it'll be running in behind looking for yeah. the quick pass and it's very hard to defend against that but if, if there's nobody even in that David Silva position then that's not going to happen that way of getting Sterling in behind isn't going to happen and instead he'll get the ball to his feet and he'll look up and he's got a few defenders on him and he'll either try and dribble them which isn't always going to happen obviously because like, nobody has got 100% dribble yeah. success rate or he'll just have to pass back inside and then and then you know the impetus of the move's already been lost and it's kind of the same on the other side you know there's there's not quite those those link ups where it allows De Bruyne to get into a little pocket of space on the edge of the box and cross it. Um, you know they're not quite working those same things, and I think it's that's been the same. You know Norwich Wolves, Liverpool less so. But I, I just think those those classic number eight positions have been lost, and they offered so much to the team. And like even if you look at Gabriel Jesus, not particularly doing well, but he normally drops deeper than Aguero. You know Aguero will stay and try and run yeah. him behind. Jesus will drop deeper. Um, and that means he, you know, he can come deeper than the number eight, and the number eight can get in free behind, or um, they they can link up. You know, they can play balls in behind for the wingers. But if the number eight aren't there and he's dropping deeper, it's kind of well, there's, those link ups are gone as well. So I think it's a midfield thing. I think it's a midfield thing. Um, but I do think Rodri, if if you know if 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 Rodri playing in the team means they need to play somebody a bit deeper, 
I, I can completely, I could, I can completely imagine Pep saying, "Well, no, you know, when it wasn't really working in Pep's first season, they didn't find a compromise, did they? They just ploughed on until it worked. So maybe they're going to do that with Rodri, but it seems like just just play Gundogan as number six if you're not going to." If you're not going to put Fernandinho back there, play Gundogan as number six. Get the two number number eights working in the positions they used to, and just go back to that. And I think the whole thing should should work a bit better there. But Pep's all um, seeing, and he knows this. Yeah, you know, if, if we're seeing yeah. it, he must be. So yeah, exactly, this, exactly. Where did that Tuesday lineup come from then? Because as soon as I saw it, and I'm I'm no tactical genius, I went, oh, surely not. <laughs> you know, it's like. Well, this, this is maybe not going to be as easy as I thought it would be tonight because that combination doesn't work. So, what is it? Is it just yeah, Gundogan and Rodri in the middle is a bit. Sorry, what's that? You... No, gu- yeah, Gundogan and Rodri in the middle. But he like, knows it because that basically yeah. means Gundogan. Yeah, yeah. Well, you th- he, he must do. And that's what baffles me. I don't, I don't understand what his his reasoning is. Or is he just? Is he trying to? keep this uh, team fresh or is he trying to just you know get along basically we we're, went into it with a five point lead after all well I mean I think in terms of changing the defence around um, you know you keep you keep Otamendi happy yeah. I guess because there's I mean if he drops off a cliff even more then you're never going to be able to call on him so you, you keep it, you keep him happy you bring him in um, Mendy's fitness who knows I mean, who knows? You know, if he if he was fit enough to play, or you're keeping him fresh for the weekend, which is you know very possible. You play Angelino. The right back situation is basically fifty fifty. You can play either of them. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Um, so, but you're changing that around, and then yeah, when it comes to the midfield, yeah, obviously David Silva was on the bench again. That's fine. That's been the same all season. You know, they've been managing his games. He's not going to play three yeah. games in a row, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, would you not? Thing is, they obviously don't want to. They could play Foden further forward and have still have De Bruyne as the the deepest midfielder. But yeah, obviously everyone wanted Foden to play the other night. And to be fair, I don't see any. Well, I do see a, a good reason why he wouldn't. But you know, Guardiola, if he's thinking right, the team's not playing well at the minute, he's not. I don't think he's going to say, well, let's play Foden because in his eyes, Foden isn't as good as Gundogan and De Bruyne and Silver, which is fair enough because he's not because he's yeah. younger. Um, so he's not going to go. Oh, I know what will make this worse: playing somebody who's not as reliable. He's not going to do that, is he? Um, but on the other side of it, you think just in terms of a, a bit of energy, and in terms of a game like that against Shakhtar, where you're thinking, "Oh well, it might not be that; it might not be very fast in midfield." Um, well, we'll just do it anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have played Foden, but what, honestly, what does that yeah, what does that matter? Doesn't does it? Convinced he was starting. Uh, but there you go. Uh, one final left field theory then before we look forward rather than backwards. Uh, Liverpool aren't playing any better. As a, you know, I did see. Wednesday's game, but you know, recent performances. Obviously, we all know about their performances as well. Is it plausible mm. that these two, especially after the end of last season, that you know astonishing running where no one dropped a point after March, the rivalry, so to, you know the new, new fan rivalry. Is it possible that both teams are just a bit worn out by by the intensity of you know the rivalry and what and the last eighteen months or so? Yeah, possible. I mean, I've not analysed Liverpool in any, you know, to any great extent. I don't have theories on them like I have with with City and what's going on with them. I saw somebody the other day mention. I don't know. They were like they've sacrificed some kind of defensive stability for Alexander Arnold getting forward and and crossing. But it's like, well, Alexander Arnold was playing right back last season. <laughs> yeah. and they were fine. So, um, 
I'm, yeah, I'm not sure what it is with them. I mean, to be fair, there was always the stats last season. They were saying, you know, Liverpool overperformed XG and this kind of thing. You know, they should have conceded more goals than they actually did. So, to an extent, that's probably caught up with them a bit. Um, but I, I remember, in terms of results, I remember last season thinking, oh, you know, they're kind of hanging on. I'm sure they'll fall away soon. But they just didn't fall yeah. away, did they? Um, and I, I, I doubt they will this time. Um, I, I, I don't see them dropping too many points before January 1st whereas you know City have obviously got a lot of yeah. hard games and they're not playing particularly well I mean maybe that's just the usual kind of you know because I don't want Liverpool to win the league let's be honest so it's it's kind of maybe it's one of those pessimism things yeah. where you know football fans are like well you know they're going to win every game and City will get, you know City will drop points here although that's a difficult game um, I don't know the thing is with City I'm, I'm I, I don't know I'm more worried about Newcastle and Burnley than I am United or Arsenal, yeah, um, and I mean Leicester will be a difficult one, but it's, yeah, it's still at home. Um, yeah, Leicester will be a difficult one to be fair, but I'm still I'm more, probably more worried about Newcastle and Burnley, but more more than the other the other two. Yeah, well, yeah, it's you, hard for me because I just worry about <laughs> all everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. well, I mean Burnley's a yeah. I don't think it's pessimistic to say that Burnley's going to be a a tough match. Really, I think that's perfectly normal to say that. Uh, because they are tough to play, yeah, you know, at their on their ground. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 you know, as Liverpool, Brighton at home, and then of course Everton, who may or may not have a manager by the time they play them. So uh, yeah, I, I I'm probably not the best person to ask on that uh, respect. But maybe yeah, I just the theory is it's a regret. I always said that no way or. Both teams getting 98, 97, 100 points every season. It's mm. just not happening. Uh, and I think this you know, might actually just be a regression to the mean for both of them. But the problem is, they've, without the great performances, they've still got the results. So that's the difference. Yeah, exactly. Playing catch up now would require City to go on a huge run of wins. And you know, to be honest, it looks unlikely. So uh, is that how you see it? that yeah, yeah at the moment. But, but City could put a 10-game uh, winning run together at the moment. Yeah, what what I'm thinking is they what they need. If City were still... Obviously, Liverpool have got this... They're going to miss a game because of the Club yeah. World Cup. So, they, you know, if City were to win all their games at Liverpool or theirs, the points gap would be, what, six? But obviously, they'd have a game in hand. But if if, Liverpool, if City can get to the new year where that's, that's a situation, where it's six or, you know, nine with the game in hand or whatever... Um, if, presuming they win the game in hand, I think people. Somebody said to me, if it gets to nine points at Christmas, then that's it. You know, City won't claw it back. But I'm thinking the opposite. If they can still be even nine points behind when Laporte and Sane are back, then I'm starting to think, okay, that's when City can go on a run and win yeah. 15 games. Yeah. But that's why this these next six weeks are so crucial because you need to get to Christmas, you need to get to January. Um, Without falling any further behind Liverpool, because you know if City drop points in a couple of those games, and Liverpool keep doing what they're doing, then that I don't know. I, I think that would be too much. You'd, you'd you would be buying on a huge collapse from Liverpool. Then not just Liverpool dropping the odd point here and there. You'd you'd need them to fall apart. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm not overly worried. You know, if we ignore what's already happened, if it stays at nine points in the next month, it's if yeah, it goes yeah, yeah. more than that. That I think, yeah, it's just too much. But nine points, yeah, it can be clawed back with even if we go into the new year and it's still nine. I'd probably take that now because I do, yeah, 
it gives plenty of opportunity and I think City's schedule is a bit tougher but as you say Liverpool's travels abroad and other cup competitions who knows who knows but yeah I think if it stays at nine I certainly don't give up hope it's if it goes into double figures it just yeah it would it would require Liverpool to fall apart and City to be very very efficient so yeah, we shall see uh, right now no, on the Friday show we always look at one other game uh, before we do a yeah. preview so I've chosen you'd be glad to know I'm avoiding United this week uh, Chelsea against West Ham uh, I want to very very briefly we'll look at Leicester Everton because it's just two very you know going very different directions but we've done a league matter show this week which really covered yeah. both of them uh, for very different sections one do well one not but Chelsea West Ham yeah, we covered Chelsea as well but I just wonder on your thoughts how impressed are you with uh, Frank Lampard uh, obviously very interested in Pellegrini as well are you, in, are you impressed with Frank Lampard Don? or yeah very w- absolutely underestimating what they were capable of anyway because this, you know even with Hazard gone on a transfer ban still and obviously Pulisic was coming in they've still got a, <laughs> a damn good squad there and a lot of Great youth players out on loan and out about mm. that could call on. So again, I think it just it just goes back to coaching, doesn't it? Um, because it's easy, and I think it's completely forgivable to think Chelsea are going to be a mess here. Yeah, because who scored all their goals last year? Basically, Hazard got I don't know fifty percent of them or something, and then he left, and you think, oh, where's where's this going to come from? And they they can't buy. Um, and then yeah, it comes down to putting the young players in, and is Lampard going to be that good? Obviously, those are kind of unknowns, I, I guess you could say. Um, but the, yeah, the biggest thing is on the evidence. You think, well, that you know that that's not a good team. You know, they haven't performed well, and you know the the defense isn't particularly good, and the defense isn't good on paper. Yeah, if you look at it, that's not a good man for man defense. I did, a, I did a bit on the radio last week and they said if you were just to do a combined City and Chelsea 11 I was like well look if you, I was like well, Chelsea are above City obviously going into the game but I wouldn't put one Chelsea player in that team not one like in no yeah because like, like Mason Mount's really good yeah. and I like him Tammy Abraham's really good I wouldn't have Mount instead of De Bruyne or Silva or Bernardo Silva if you were putting him in midfield I wouldn't have Abraham above Aguero obviously but obviously, it's it's working, and that's why I go go back to coaching. You know, all of a sudden, players can look fantastic. And I know you said we won't mention United, but there's a few arguments last week after the Sheffield United game. People saying, "Oh, it, I'm not sure why people are saying change Solskjaer because the problems are obviously the thing." I was like, "What do you mean? You just watch a team of football league players coached by Chris Wilder, looking great and doing interesting things on yeah. the ball." Like and if Chris Wilder can do that with Sheffield United, then a better coach can do that with Martial, Rashford. Like, I don't know, Fred. If City wanted to buy Fred, there must be something in him. Yeah. Um, Pogba when he comes back, you know, there's there's like Maguire, Juan Bissaka. There's there's really good players there, and like if I don't know, obviously Lampard wouldn't have taken over United, but you just think if all of a sudden if you get a good coach into a team like that. Um, and with, a, with the squad you think I'm not sure about him I'm not sure about them they're not very good all of a sudden if you've got a good coach then it completely changes it and that's what's happened at Chelsea um, and yeah the young lads are doing well um, people you know, people say oh it's only because of the transfer ban but it's not because you not another coach a more conservative coach especially you know like Lampard you know Lampard's got his dream job there he's not going to want to lose it 
yeah. you know, other coaches would have quite easily gone, oh, well, Giroud's won a World Cup. He's a proven Premier League player. He'll play up front. Barkley can play in midfield. Um, uh, obviously, you don't have to play Tomori at centre-back. There's other players all across the pitch who could play instead of the young players who have played. Um, Lampard's made a brave decision and they're obviously not the best team in the country. There are, you know, there are one or two flaws, but they're so much better than last season, even though they finished third last season and won the Europa League. But they just look so much more potent. They were great against City. I was thinking this is a proper team. You know, this is this is a team that tactically knows what they're doing. You know, they've looked at, you could tell they've looked at, at things that City aren't good at. And they've come up with how, you know, a plan to, to get around that. And they've got the players who can execute it. Obviously, they didn't win in the end, but I thought they were particularly good in the first yeah. half. And I just think, yeah, this is a proper team. This is a you know this this won't be the last we've we've seen of this Chelsea team you know I was thinking they'll be back at the Etihad next year and they'll be even better so you know City City will have to be um, yeah I'm, I'm really impressed by them yeah. yeah what do you think is it too early though to say that Lampard's yeah you know, as I say at Derby was probably got into the playoffs so they were sick probably a par result obviously a lot of things have gone wrong at Derby this season but I don't think that means they had a, a bad team. Uh, is it too early to say that he is the real deal, or is he just kind of fallen? Is it fallen quite well for him? Uh, the circumstances of Chelsea and the facts, considering the scale of the job, the pressure is off him a bit because of that transfer ban and his and because of his reputation at the club. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't think the pressure is off ever. Um, and you know, it's like when Gerard went to Rangers, people are like, oh, it's a free hit. Like, managers won't be looking at yeah. it as a free hit. They'll be looking at it going, I might get sacked here, my first job. <laughs> or they might they might they might not even be thinking, Oh, I might get sacked. They might be thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure. Someone told me yesterday when Brendan Rogers was at Liverpool, our first week of the job, Stephen Gerrard came and knocked on his door. And Gerard was like, What what should I be doing better, boss? And Rogers was like, Fucking hell, what am I gonna say to this? Like, Stephen Gerrard's asking me. And to be fair, but it sounds like he he like kind of improvised quite well on the spot. He was like, Your body language. He was like, If your shoulders slump, you know, the whole stadium goes down but if you you know if you if you stick your chest out and try and drag the team back through it was like you're the icon of the team so do that and and Gerard was supposed to be like oh yeah okay yeah fine and I was like that was really good from Rodgers but it was interesting how he was like bloody hell what am I going to say here and you know a man like a player obviously Rangers don't have a player like Steven Gerrard not in terms of quality but just even in terms of like stature with their own fans but you know Gerrard might be like you know I've only coached Liverpool kids what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, but you know, but he's but he's doing really well. You know, he's obviously not thought that. He's not thought this is a free hit. I can go and do what I want because then you start second guessing yourself and you think, oh, it's a free hit. I can get away with playing these tactics. Then what are you going to do? You can play five up front, or I don't know. You, you've you've just got to stay true to yourself. You've got to coach it out. You got to do it how you would in any in any other circumstance. So I think that's what Lampard's doing. I don't think he's thinking, well, you know, I can afford to make a few mistakes here and I'll get away with a bad season because you you wouldn't want to risk. Because if you have a bad season, then it all, it's all of a sudden it's on yeah, the it second is. one. Look at Emery. Emery's like by the end of losing the Europa League final, Arsenal fans were like, "Right, well, we need to see some." And you know, you basically got until Christmas, haven't you? And I know, I know that's just how it is at the minute. And Emery's going to get sacked today by the looks of it. Um, but that is how it goes. If you have a bad season, you've got half a season to turn it around. Then, and you, you know, you're, you're not going to be making decisions. Going, oh, I've got a free here. I've got a bit of luck. And yeah, I don't think. I don't think things have fallen well for Lampard at all. You know, he's, um, you know, Derby are always a team who have struggled to get back into the Premier League. Um, I think they've even struggled to get into the playoffs. Um, so he, he did well there, and it comes down to one game. 
Um, obviously, he's gone to Chelsea and he's used the same kind of principles. Um, again, used the young players, which he didn't have to use um, in, a, in a team that had lost its best player, most talismanic player by yeah. far. A midfield that didn't look particularly handy. Um, now they look really good. Um, even the forward line, like Willian's had another rebirth. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's been really good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think he's any kind of like, free hit or, you know, he, he's feeling comfortable. I think the pressure will be on. Uh, because, you know, I don't know, imagine Lampard normally as a coach in someone like that position, you think, okay, I'll go and do Derby, then I'll go and do someone else and maybe I'll end up at, at Chelsea in 10 years or something. And, you know, he's there straight away. So it's kind of, you know, he's almost reached the pinnacle. And if he does any better, then all of a sudden, he can go wherever he wants. You know, that will be a Guardiola-type story in terms of you end up coaching your your club straight sure. away. And then if you're that good, you can then yeah. go wherever. And I imagine, I imagine Lampard got to that level, it'll be mad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, there's still problems with the defence, I feel, but he's doing a good job because, as you say, he's getting a lot. I think he's using the players, you know, using the skill set of a lot of players that flattered to deceive last season, uh, using them well, using them. Uh, getting the most out of the players and as you say you wouldn't have many in the City team but a lot of them are just below it's not as if they're all far they're yeah, not all and that, it works as a system to it works players, as a system so, and a lot of them are breaking through so we're, we're yet to know in a way how good they will be so yeah well like look at it the other way like it doesn't uh, even the the quality of the players individually doesn't matter so much when if the coaching's that good like look at the Sheffield United United example in a joint 11 how many you would still pick most of those Man United players but in a one-off game, I don't think anyone thought, yeah, United are going to win this. Yeah, right. Well, Just because of the oh, circumstances, yeah. but yeah. It's coaching. coaching Good old coaching. And, yeah, and players knowing what, knowing what they have to and do. And motivation. Yeah. You know, motivation and being happy and, you know, playing yeah. with confidence. You know, that's, that's every bit as part of coaching as, you know, the tactics themselves. You've got to be a good motivator. You've got to get players to work for you, which is why Sarri didn't work. They finished third and won the Europa League and got to the League Cup final, but they binned him off in the end because it wasn't quite a, the right feel around. Yeah. Uh, on the opposite, in the opposite dugout, uh, I'll get straight to the point. How good a manager is Manuel Pellegrini? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> See, that's really difficult because I never liked the whole. Well, I know I never liked the whole narrative of well, you know, City. It's a, it's an it's obvious that City are going to win the league because they've got the most money. I've never liked that. Yeah. Um, I've never liked it applied to Guardiola, uh, Mancini either. Um. And obviously Pellegrini, there was you know you can't you can't just win a league, especially like with the the amount of goals yeah. scored and 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 in that in that way, um, obviously it wasn't as dominant as City's wins have recently. But those kind of dominant trophy wins aren't normal, you know. That that's not the norm. The norm is you know winning winning the league by a couple of points. Um, so you, you've you've got to give Pellegrini credit for that. And again, you know, someone was saying the other day, I don't know how he ever got that West Ham job, but it's like well, no, if you look at his CV. Not just winning the title at City, but everything he's done before that in Spain, you wouldn't you wouldn't say this is a bloke blagging the no, career. No. So he's well, obviously fans were got something with about him. Appointment, I would say, yeah. Yeah, I, I, but maybe I'm just going back to that kind of thing about you know Sarri, not so much tactically, but it's just is he is he an inspiring character? Is he? I mean, he's not. I don't think tactically he's the best, is he? Even at City, there was all that kind of four four two away in Europe kind of. Yeah in joke wasn't there I know it was a few years ago now but I seem to remember that and it was like and he just always stick with that even though it didn't work um, and you, yeah you just, I just think at West Ham the way things slid at the end at City not all his fault but and obviously the way the season kind of completely tailed off after Guardiola was, was confirmed but 
the slide had already started. You know, City weren't looking good before that, were they? They. I remember there were still stories going, oh, City can still win four trophies this year. Um, and I was still kind of... I remember finding myself saying in my first season covering City, I was like, oh. even when they lost to Leicester in like February or whatever, I was, I was like, oh, they can still win the league, but they need to do this, they need to do that. I mean, the the slide had, had really begun, yeah. hadn't it? And you just think, at least with at least with quality players, if they're not... Um, Oh, sorry, my my editor is chasing me again. We'll have to speed this up, um, <coughs> uh, and maybe put the podcast out later. Um, but yeah, um, if if the players aren't quite motivated and, and the, the the tactics aren't there, you know, it's slid a bit. At least if you have got, I think maybe then that's when individual quality comes into yeah. it. Because you know you, you see teams that Arsenal seeking into the top four under Wenger. You know, it was never always there, but in the end, they were still more consistent enough to get up the table. Um, so you know, if you've got Aguero and David Silva and Torre or whatever, then yeah, you. you you can you can rely on that to get you through a bit, but West Ham obviously, I don't know it. it they seem to be in the same situation as a lot of clubs: Watford, um, Everton, that kind of thing. Um, but it did spend heavily, and, and it's just slid. And you think, yeah, exactly. And but I mean, but I mean, once once things have slid, once things have got out of hand, I don't know. It's very difficult for any club to get that back yeah. together, and that's why so many managers get sacked. Well, my my thought with yeah, when he was at City, my dad, I do wonder about him. I don't think he's sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on. He's just not got the personality to turn, yeah, turn it around. Yeah, you know, motivation side. I don't know. I mean, obviously, he gives this glum poker face thing in press conferences, which doesn't mean that he's like that most of the time. You know, that's just how he handles the press. But I do wonder how inspirational he is to players. And yeah, I think he's. I don't know. That first season at City was superb, and he shouldn't be underestimated. What a great job he did. And of course, he was kind of passing through because we're always after Pep. But I still don't think he's top class manager I don't know uh, so ho- easy home win for you do you think or yeah. yeah 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 okay well I'd be amazed if not I don't see why I don't see why yeah. not Chelsea I think Chelsea have got that consistency obviously they lost to City last week but that's fine yeah. that can happen I think they've got that okay well time is uh, getting on so uh, we're going to go straight finish off with the preview of the City match uh, of course the last visit was horrific in January when I was absolutely convinced that the league title had gone uh, do you think there's a chance of this happening again this weekend with City's problems and Newcastle pretty hard to define at the moment? Or was that just one of those nights? Nice well, Newcastle are bad. Um, <laughs> the results aren't but, really bad, though. No, but that's the thing. Like, again, United are bad. Yeah. Um, but they beat United. They beat Spurs. But then again, yeah... But you know, they're, they're, you know, both of those teams have had problems. You know, both of those teams have had a slide in the dressing room. You know, like a, we were just kind of touching on with West Ham. It, you know, obviously that Spurs one was irreversible, and really the United one is as well. But nobody wants to admit it because every time they get a good result, everything's well again. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, who knows? <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so um, yeah, but basically. They've had problems there. Newcastle have, have found a way to exploit those, but they are bad. You know, they are a bad team. But again, you they they you know they they big it up. You know, no one likes early games for whatever reason. But a part of that United at Sheffield United performance last week was it's our half fourth game on the Sunday. It's like when City played at Huddersfield in their first season up. Obviously, City found that way to win in the end with a late win. But you think this is going to be a really difficult game? There's no reason for it. City should win. You know, the two teams on paper, they're much better, much better coach. But 
you can tell it's going to be a really hard game because the fans are going to be up for it and it's on TV. Uh, the Newcastle game, I don't know, I think there was a bit of a difference. You know, a half twelve game on a Saturday it probably isn't quite as difficult as a as a night game. You know, I think those kind of factors do play into it. Um but yeah, Newcastle will be up for it, the fans will be up for it. They'll be hard to defend against. And if City end up playing with anything like the same kind of slow approach as they did in midweek, then they're not gonna they're not gonna break them down. Um can you see t- of Surely City won't their approach will not be the same for as it was on Tuesday. Do you actually expect them to be quite cautious and you know and conservative no. conserve their energy now? Well, do you think they will be more aggressive? Not conserve their energy, no. Well you you would think so, and especially like you would think Guardiola will be like, Do you remember what happened last year? You know, and they will, because that was like kind of the low point of the season in terms of like the mood and the inquest or whatever. Um Yeah, and a team that was ahead City ahead that night within Yeah, within twenty one seconds second, I think yeah. it was. And he was like, Right, that's that could be it then. Uh, obviously they lost and Guardiola was livid about it, um, which is well documented. So he will be yeah, but it's kind of I was thinking a minute ago, like do you give them that warning of oh don't you know remember what happened here last year you need to go and kill it but it's like it's almost as if that's not the biggest problem they've got the biggest you know they're not playing it's not like last year the only thing that did for City in that game was you know a bit of complacency yeah. you know because Guardiola said they forgot to play this year it's not that they've got there's there's other things you know there's other things they need to dig into they you know it's whether it's the balance of the midfield or I don't know the pressing isn't working or whatever. Um, They've got they've got other issues and looks yes yeah, City should win and most likely will most likely will but oh, I don't know like like I said earlier I'm, I'm more worried for City in, in this game in the Burnley game than I am Arsenal and what? United are you worried? I don't know there's just something are you about it just be, because the City tend to lose the games you least expect them to yeah yeah, uh, yeah. But do you think it'd be problematic that Newcastle might be very defensive which is often a problem for City breaking through when there were so many bodies within the opposition penalty area. Um, well, yeah, exactly. Um, if there's if they play so deep, and you know, City just knocking it around like they did in Norwich, that's that's where I can see a problem happening. You know, and that's kind of, you know, it's there's a precedent for that. Yeah. You know, City. You know, City. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, you know, in the away games they have won. They beat they beat Palace fine. It was good. That was good. That was a good solid performance. Um, and they they and they are obviously completely capable of that. Uh, but they'll need that. You know, they'll they'll need that solidity. So yeah, so yeah, it's going to be breaking down a team who are going to be happy to sit back. You know, Newcastle will sit back. City need to pick pick through them. Um, and that that's the issue. Will they be able to do it? If they score, with, I was going to say, if they score within the first five minutes, it'll be a different game. But obviously, they did that last year and still lost. Yeah, but can't yeah. say that anymore, can we? Uh, which team? What sort of team do you think Pep will pick, or is it just impossible for us to, to even? Begin oh, to, I haven't, I haven't thought about say. it. Um, let me think. Uh, Edison, uh, right back, no yeah. idea. Stones, Fernandinho, probably Mendy. Oh, yeah, midfield, no idea. He'll go with Rodri again. Probably, probably, and just in in the sense of well, we're going to keep playing him until it works, which I can see the logic of. Um, for the long term gain but it's a bit of short term pain isn't it um, so yeah alright fair enough let's say Rodri David Silva and De Bruyne um, Bernardo uh, I think he said Aguero then God uh, Jesus and yeah. Sterling which isn't bad is it yeah. by any means I'd love to see Bernardo and Emidon Mowers get a game uh, but yeah I, I think I don't know I think the one you've picked yeah is probably right and that 
David Silva starts this uh, this game. I don't think Bernardo Silva's ever going to be in the middle of the pitch again, is he? So, which is... uh, depends. He, he's better on the right, isn't he? And when you got De Bruyne, you played De Bruyne. Yeah. Yeah, so, how do, I mean, is it impossible to say how this game goes, or do you think it's just a case? Of, oh, I think City, City will win. I mean, but... the, like, the, the feel of the game will it just be City prodding at their, <laughs> you know, just dominating yeah. possession once more and prodding and prodding away. Uh, yeah, but then if it does go. If it is bad, then all of a sudden you've got a game like Shakhtar the other night where it's generally City who've got the ball, but, oh God, Newcastle have had a really big chance. Oh, they've had another one. You know, it, it could be one of those, and that, that's that's every bit as part of the issue for City. You know, the more prosaic they look in possession, the more opportunities the opposition have. Um, I mean, yeah, I do expect City to win, but, I mean, let's be honest, if, if they don't, then I'm going to be looking at it and thinking, they ain't winning the league this yeah. year. Well... Yeah, I mean, I don't I know it's still early, and I know you know everything can change with Liverpool and you know Laporte and Sane coming back, and it really can. But it's, you just think at the moment, you think this isn't, right. or at least you say something is not right in this team. Something is something is going wrong. What yeah, is exactly. it? Yeah, I think it, it will tell us quite a lot. But we, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. They'll probably win three 0 So yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I hate to jinx things by pointing out the fact that, that uh, Newcastle's attacking players have one goal between them all season. Uh, oh no! People oh, hate. No. Yeah, people, people. Well, some people hate this pessimism with the City fans that you point something out at that and go, "Oh, well, they're bound to score," you know, because obviously, nothing I say in a podcast is going to affect <laughs> whether you know a Newcastle player shoots over the bar or into the top corner. Uh, but we used to be very compliant yeah, exactly. to players like that. But surely, the point that many forget from midweek is Shakhtar Donetsk go well, yeah, we've put tons of goals past them, but they're a far superior side to Newcastle United, aren't they? Yeah, of course they are, of course yeah. they are. So, okay, well, yeah, I think it will tell us City should win this game comfortably. I agree. I think it, I don't, I'm not sure we'll get a lot of early goals. I think it could be frustrating, but I think over the 90 minutes, we should create heavily. Uh, Lascelles, I assume, is still out, which is a big loss to them. Uh, but we shall see. Uh, do you want to give a score prediction then? He's sticking with three. Now. Uh, no, two one City. Two one. I'm going to go that we do concede again from a set piece, a three one victory to City. So, but yeah, okay. I think, as you say, I think if City are up for this title campaign and focused, then there's no reason why they don't win this game comfortably. Uh, so, it should be an interesting game anyway. Uh, right. Sam, I think we've covered everything. I, think yeah. I know you need to get yeah, away definitely. and do your work and get to you're off to the city press conference today. Yeah, yeah, for me sins. Got no, any, be, uh, right. be interesting to see what's said. Any questions planned for? No. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I mean, it might be something tactical. It might be. Are you tactical. pressured in your role or other journalists pressured to ask a question, or the, is it just whoever? No, not well. No, I mean the the pressure is always you feel like you're at, you you know you're at a press conference. You need, you need to get at something. But, you know, people have got different pressures. You know, I, I've always wanted to kind of find out what's, what's the dynamic in the team. You know, why is this working? Why is that not working? Why is this guy important? That kind yeah. of thing. Obviously, you know, in in other jobs, it's more. You know, is 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 there going to be a headline out of it? You know, are, are you going to buy anyone in January? Are, would this be your biggest challenge? Um, are you happy? What are you going to leave? You know, whatever those kind of thing. It's more newsy, yeah. but and there's never really a pressure to ask a question. You know, some people go and they don't ask question, any questions whatsoever, yeah. like ever. Um, some people go and ask every week. Some people ask certain types of questions. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it's part. It's I think it's it's mainly a personal thing and how, how you see football. Yeah, cool. I guess. 
Right, well, thanks for coming on today. Uh, thanks for All listening, right. everyone. Uh, as I say, we've got loads of shows. If if you don't subscribe uh, for the price, for less than the price of a pint in Manchester City Centre, uh, you get lots of extra shows every week. Uh, we'll be doing a review, of course, of the Newcastle game and a lot more besides with the games coming thick and fast. So as always, thanks for listening and as always, up the blues.